My name is Nicole Baron, and you're listening to The Woo Woo Report, a weekly podcast where we celebrate the woo woo lifestyle and dig deeper to get our mystical questions answered. First episode of The Woo Woo Report in 2020 audio. Sure, like vision, but different. So I am getting over a cold. I sound a little bit like a frog, but I wanted to get this recorded because, um, you know, we haven't done an episode in a while and by we, I mean me. (laughs) So I'm back with a list of some amazing guests, but before I shine all the light on them for future episodes a while ago, and by a while ago, I mean like a month ago. I had asked on the Instagram if you had any questions about what it's like to be a psychic medium. So today I am going to answer those questions. All right, so getting into this. First question, how does one access their apparent psychic capabilities and improve their energy skills? So... This is, you know, I'm always the answers that I find are the best answers are the ones that we don't really want to hear because they're the ones that take time and they are ones that even though they sound easy, it takes us a lot to accept that that's what it is. (laughs) So I would say the number one thing to access psychic capabilities is you have to know that they're true. Here's the thing. Everyone has an intuition and I believe people can tap into psychic mediumship abilities with other certain people, especially if they have close relationships with them. Tapping into strangers energy, I will say is from my experience and those I have spoken to a different ball game, if you will. So you have to believe that you have those abilities because when you doubt yourself, you start to let fear be your guide instead of letting your intuition be your guide. And I'm actually doing this 30 day challenge right now about intuition and I might re-release it. But the first step is being able to tell the difference between fear and intuition. And if you can't tell the difference between your intuition and your fear, you're going to have a harder time tapping into your spiritual gifts or psychic abilities, because if you are doubting your spiritual gifts or psychic abilities, whatever those gifts may be, you are going to let fear take over as opposed to letting intuition lead the way. So first thing is you really have to believe in yourself, which I mean, that is, you know, what everyone says about pretty much life, believe in yourself. But yeah, you have to believe in yourself and your abilities. That's why I think it is good. I think spirit does us a total solid by letting us really explore that with people that are really close to us because we can let our guard down more and we feel more comfortable and it becomes more true to ourselves. And then when we start doing it with clients, you know, we really already have that experience. And so it's easier for us to be like, yeah, I know this is true because, you know, I found this works with like my best friend and my family and all that. So on that note, also though, the second part of this question is how to improve energy skills. 
So I, I, that's kind of a, that's a broad question. So I'm going to try and just how I'm reading it is energy skills is tapping into other people's energy is how I'm reading it. You have to get in alignment with your own energy first. It's really important that you do a lot of grounding work. You really find ways to clear your own energy, really understand your own energy first. You know, it's like Mama Roo says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anyone else? If you can't even tap into your own energy, how can you tap into the energy of others? And I found the best way for me when I tap into my own energy is really being in alignment with my spiritual team. So my angels, ancestors, and spirit guides, and you know, my guys make up my goddess guides and my paranormal animal and a bunch of other stuff, but really being in tune and having open communication with them and then doing a lot of grounding work and treating my body as a temple, um, you know, eating healthy, staying hydrated, meditating, I don't do heavy workouts, but you know, I try to at least do some jumping jacks and stuff like that, stretching, keeping um, a gratitude journal, being really thankful, understanding that every day is a gift and there's lessons to be learned every day. It doesn't mean you have to sit there and be like, every day was the greatest day ever, but just know that you are learning a lesson every day and there are gifts in what we experience every single day. So it really starts with you. Ways to, okay, how do I deepen my connection with spirit? How to deepen your connection with spirit? Oh gosh, meditation. I know it sounds cliche and it's something that everyone talks about, but meditation is what I have found just to be amazing. And I would say definitely try meditations that allow you to journey. So those deep meditations that are really focused on crown chakra work, those for me have the most um, transformational. Also, another thing for me for, to really connect with spirit was tapping into my past lives. I know this isn't the case for anyone, but I really suggest in tapping into your past lives yourself, not going to someone for a reading. And this isn't me saying, don't trust people that tap into past life readings, but it's more powerful when you access those yourself because you get to relive certain parts of your past lives that really align you with spirit. And because of the past life stuff, it just makes the veil so much more, not only thin, but I want to say the word attainable, which I don't think makes sense unless you know what I'm talking about, unless like you've experienced going through past life work. What if a spirit speaks a different language? Is there a communication barrier? I have not experienced that. I've only had clients that speak English, so I have not experienced a communication barrier. I don't even know if that's the reason, but I have yet to have a communication barrier. Most of the time, the way spirit talks to me is whenever I do my readings, my psychic readings, my eyes are closed. So I can't tell. I'm not, I I will hear audio, but I'm not just hearing someone like, it's not like a, a audio book is being read to me. I see a lot of pictures and I will hear audio, but it's mostly pictures and body sensations and sometimes audio, but the audio is, you know, 
short sentences and things like that. It's pretty much playing a game of charades. <laughs> so, you know, charades doesn't require a lot of conversation in a lot of ways. So that I think makes it easier uh, and in a lot of ways more difficult. How do I tap into the intuitive gift I behold? So the intuitive, well, everyone has an intuition. So I think probably that question is how do I tap in my intuition? Your intuition is, I talked about this a couple questions ago, really telling the difference between your fear and your intuition is number one. Number two is finding ways to support your intuition and really strengthen the muscle of your intuition because your intuition is the backbone for any other spiritual gift that you have going deeper. And everyone has an intuition, which is great. So everyone can access that. But I think the number one thing is understanding the difference between intuition and fear. How did you start in places to look if I'm interested? I started as when I was born and in my past lives. (laughs) So I experienced my past lives. This is something I was able to do in other lives. And I, I really just took notice of what I was interested in. I was always interested in these things. And it was, you know, definitely my guides trying to resonate those things in me being like, look at this cool thing. You can do this. That's why you're interested in it is because it seems familiar to you because it's normal for you. It's your normal. It is familiar for you. That is way you, you connect to it. So I always say like things that you connect to and get really excited about, you probably have some sort of gift in. So like example is I can't see auras and I really have no, I you know, I had my aura photograph and I thought it was cool. I have no interest in learning how to read people's auras. It, I think it's cool that other people can do it. Doesn't interest me. Um, doesn't create any spark in me. Also is not something I'm able to do. Psychic medium stuff always interested me and... I think the best place to start is, uh, I always say a tarot deck or an oracle deck, you know, just having those cards to be a tool and something that you can touch and see and is kind of more tangible in a lot of ways is a great place to start. Get really familiar and comfortable with a deck and kind of just see where it takes you. You'll start noticing that your readings become more intuitive. And once your intuition is strengthened that way, you start to just notice your spiritual gifts, you know, really creating this snowball effect. How do I connect to my ancestors? My mentor, one of my mentors, Dr. Stephen Farmer, wrote this amazing book called Healing Ancestral Karma. And aside from just healing ancestral karma, there's these really cool exercises in there that you can help to connect with your ancestors. And I just think I'm just going to recommend reading that because it's just been the biggest, you know, thing that you can actually physically do as opposed to meditating and all that stuff. Like there's actual, there's actual exercises that you can do from this book that will help you connect with your ancestors. I also think just asking them, you know, just, just talk aloud to your ancestors, ask them before bed, say, can you come visit me? in a dream. If you can go back to your homeland as well, if you know, you know, your ancestral roots, where you come from geographically, if you can go and visit there, it can be really powerful for you. 
and just submerging yourself in that culture. If you're not able to travel to a different country or something like that, go to, um, you know, there's just one of the nice things about the melting pot of United States. Um, I believe this person who asked me this question is in the United States. Uh, you have a lot of opportunities to go to, you know, festivals or gatherings or finding people in your community. You know, it's once you're able to find that for yourself, you'll just see that come alive and you'll feel a stronger connection with your ancestors, which can then make the homework or exercises that you would find in Healing Ancestral Karma book probably a little more comfortable, if that makes sense. So yeah, just look into the community, uh, see if there's any festivals that celebrate your culture there, or if there's any meetup groups, read books about it. Um, I've been really getting into reading like other books written by, you know, peep authors that have the same um, ancestral background as I do and looking towards goddess guides and holidays that they celebrate and things like that. Um, find a lot of joy. I, I, I find my ancestors are most happy when I celebrate them and the culture and try to connect with other people who have a similar background. You know, uh, for me, I'm multiracial. So it's really important to me that I embrace all the areas, um, that, you know, all the cultures and areas of the world that make me me. And I live in a very white state, so that can kind of become a challenge. So I've really had to, you know, do my research and do some digging and it's just been so worth it to do that. Um, and I think it's important that people make that effort and really find people who can relate to them and their culture and their ancestors and things like that. There is a lot in community with, with that power that's, that's held there. So now I'm going to fill you in, in some news about my psychic medium readings. I have updated my website. My readings used to be 30 minutes. Now they are an hour. I offer remote, which is done via zoom, which is kind of like Skype. So you can either call in on your phone or you can log in on video. I'm always there on video so you can see me if you want to. My eyes are closed during it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I don't really need to see you. I do ask for pictures before my reading. This is to scan your energy. Sometimes people will be blocked. Um, I experienced this recently, and so this is something going forward. If I can't read your energy, it's nothing personal. Um, it just means that there's some blockage there and it's either blockage that you've created because you're not ready to hear whatever your spirit guides or loved ones have to say, or it's your spirit guides um, pretty much protecting you. And they're just like, you know, we don't want to talk to Nicole. That's totally fine. I don't take it personally. If you are what I call someone blocked, um, I refund you. No harm, no foul. I refund you your money. I do a scan beforehand before um, a reading and all that stuff. So I can just say like, I'm not the person for you. That's totally fine. That's why there's more than one psychic medium in the world because I won't be a fit for everyone, especially how I do my readings. Something else and 
So if you are going to book a session in person, I do them at the Portland Wellness Collective, which is in Northwest Portland. You can come to see me in person. I do suggest that if you are in Portland, because I've noticed in-person readings are just a lot quicker. Like information just comes super duper fast because your energy is like right there. And I, I do hold your hand during a reading and I just get energy like so quick that way and just so much so fast. So I do, you know, think it's worth coming in for that. Um, I don't bite. I have a beautiful space I work out of. We have really yummy tea and the energy there is just super beautiful and grounding and we do cleansing and clearing of it on a regular basis. So it's super lovely. There's parking available. No reason not to come in is what I'm saying. So if you have a loved one that you are trying to connect with specifically, I will ask for a photo in their name. I do this because most of the time when someone comes through that's a loved one, I get certain character traits or things that they wear or look like or maybe a job they had. And it's a little bit slower coming through. There's never any guarantee either. I can call upon a spirit. I don't ever force someone that's crossed over to come through. This is because they may not be ready to talk to you because you may have not been, you may not be done grieving them. If there's any animosity, there may be some forgiveness that you need to do around them or around yourself. So they may not be ready to come through and talk to you because they're either know that emotionally won't be able to handle it or because, you know, they just feel like you're not going to really be open to what they have to say. They also may have been reincarnated. I haven't experienced that one yet, but I know it's a possibility. They also may not be on the other side yet. It takes a while for people to cross over. Not spirit, you know, it's not like something like, oh, it's not three-day shipping. That's not how death and crossing over works. So they just might not be on the other side yet. They may not know that they can communicate yet. There's a lot of details there that um, from my experience and my conversations with them, I just find varies spirit to spirit. And I just don't think I will ever know until I'm on the other side and it won't matter to me on this side. So I'll ask for a photo and a name. I will reach out to them to see if they want to connect. Once I get um, confirmation from them, they will. I'll send you an email, kind of email back and forth before the session. Like they, they want to talk. So we'll call them in during your next session. That's just how I found it to be most effective when trying to get one someone specific on the other side over. Um, otherwise, it's kind of like, you know, guessing games again. Maybe they'll come through. Maybe they won't. And sometimes people will be disappointed if someone doesn't come through. And I think this just allows kind of, um, you know, I want people to get closure if they can. And I would love to help people in that or feel closeness with someone on the other side, get closure, whatever it may be that they're seeking with the person they're trying to connect with. So I definitely want to make the effort and, you know, at least let you know I am willing to help you and I am willing to specifically ask that person to come and sit with us per se, but I'm not going to force anyone. They're, you know, there's ways to do seances that can force spirits over and I I don't do that. I don't think that's a good look. So <laughs> that's going to be a no for me, but you can always, once you book your reading, in the email I send you, I will ask if there's someone specific 
you can send me their photo and their name. If you don't have a photo, um, I can also try with a name. I just find a photo is a little bit quicker to work with. So my readings have been extended to an hour. You can send the specifics of those you would like to connect with. And on top of that, I am only doing so many readings a month. I, well, there's a few reasons. <laughs> One is because I've extended them to an hour. Another reason is, is they are energetically really draining. So I don't, I can't overexert myself. This is, um, you know, I do this full time, so I can really, it can be really energetically draining. And I'm a mom. <laughs> I have a toddler that I watch Monday through Friday full time. So I really just can't be that drained. Find that the more I do it, I'm able to do more. So I'm not saying that I'm only right now, I'm only taking four a month. And I'm not saying that, you know, maybe next month I try for five and do more and that sort of thing. But for now, I just kind of find four is the magic number. So I'm going to stick with that. They do get booked out. I only have availability right now towards the end of February. So if you are looking to book a reading, I would say book it sooner than later because they book about a month out. And uh, I have a feeling that that's going to be the case for a while. So I would definitely uh, book something now. You can go on my website to do that booking. You can go on my Instagram and go on like, you know, the little bio with the link tree and all that and click book a psychic reading or psychic medium reading and get that uh, scheduled for you. Okay. So that's it. I apologize for my frog voice again, but I wanted to fit this episode in before I just have guests and guests and more guests and all the guests. I'm not planning on a solo episode for a while because of my guest list. I'm really excited of everyone that's coming on. I specifically looked for just really different variations of woo-woo practitioners or people that have a business or are interested or topics about woo-woo things, new age stuff, spirituality, all that. Lots of really cool, fun variety. Um, Super stoked on that. You can follow the podcast. The podcast has its own Instagram, so you can follow up with all the episodes there. Everything's also going to be transferred on to YouTube, so you can start watching stuff on YouTube as well. And if you do not follow me on Instagram, my personal account, I have linked in there how you can go and follow the podcast Instagram account. Wow. Say that like nine times fast. I really can't. So thanks for joining me on this episode. I'm really excited for 2020. Um, I have a lot of tricks up my sleeve, so I hope you stay tuned and I will see you on the interwebs. Get a bonus episode of The Woo Woo Report featuring ghost stories from my own personal experiences and custom moon phase ritual PDF downloads sent directly to your inbox every month. Check out the show notes to visit our Patreon page for more details and help keep the woo-woo report on the air. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the woo-woo report. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Nicole Baron, N-I-C-O-L-E-B-U-R-R-O-N to stay up to date on everything woo-woo.